welcome to the Passenger Podcast. So, there are a series of episodes related to outpatient therapy that I'm currently going through, and this episode is part of that. And it was interesting because the day started differently than it ended, and this is I'm becoming more mindful of those distinctions between a day that starts off really well, ends bad, and vice versa. And I was on such a high because the night before I had a job interview and I nailed it. Like it was like superhumanly nailed it. I knew every answer. I knew every, the right thing to say, and it flowed, and wasn't in a manic, like, erratic way, it was like a natural, just came so, so effortlessly, and I left that interview knowing that it would end favorably. Not doubting myself, not repeating anything. And so I, that was enough for me for what it was. The following morning, I got up, no fatigue, no tiredness, took time to eat breakfast, packed snacks, which I'm usually in a rush. I'm usually so tired that I get up with just enough time to get ready and out the door. But sat, ate breakfast, packed snacks, um, brought my book, was prepared. And yet again, 100% nailed it had a normal, what I consider to be a normal morning. And then I got to the place where I have therapy. And they had already, there was already a pattern that every morning we share, you know, something. And I was so excited to share how great my interview went and how great my morning went. I had it prepared in my mind. Like I was going to share that and be so excited. And I didn't feel that when I walked in. I didn't feel it. I looked around. um, Just just didn't feel it. Um, And I started to do some internal work in that moment. So I I used what they had suggested we use, think of triggers and think of, and be mindful. And I looked around and I saw a lot of unfamiliar faces. The room was filled to capacity, literally. And that usually wasn't the case. There were usually maybe two, three, four seats empty. Um, And today it seemed like, oh, I almost didn't get the seat that I 
typically sit in or whatever. Um, and there was this feeling I got very small. And it's something that I do habitually in moments when I'm around large groups. Get very small. Don't want to shake the ground. Don't want to um, be noticed. I want to become invisible and unseen and get quiet. And this was the total opposite of how I felt because I was so excited to talk about my job interview and my quote unquote perfect morning, my normal morning. So these two uh, thoughts were combating with each other of feel small, but being excited and wanting to spread joy and coming so positive. And it's almost like how a tornado is formed, how there's like the cold front and the warm front crashing against each other and it meets somewhere in Tornado Alley. It's similar to that kind of reaction, that friction, that whatever, that motion. And that causes anxiety for me. These conflicting and opposing views wanting to exist at the same time. I'm wanting to be really excited about something, but I'm apprehensive about the same thing. And that's where the chaos begins. And normally, under normal circumstances, it would be internalized. And I would take it home, it would be in the form of maybe sleeping or ruminating later in the night. Um, it could be in the form of uh, mostly just vegging out, which would be, you know, watching. YouTube aimlessly, or even checking um, emails aimlessly, doing things mindlessly. mindlessly. Um, if I feel the need to be stimulated in some way, it's either going to be porn or it's going to be some show that I've watched a million times and don't even need to watch. But it would have been internalized, the point being. It wouldn't have been something that would have showed up in the classroom other than maybe a little bit quiet or maybe a little bit disassociated. And I felt that. I felt energy that wasn't good. And whether it was coming from within or outside, at that point it didn't matter. I just know it didn't feel good. And one of my peers in the class used that phrase that they you know, didn't feel a good energy or however they worded it. And, and it may have just been their personal feelings at the time, but that term stuck out to me because I felt the same way. Maybe for different reasons, but I felt the same way. They had, you know, more of a chaotic night and maybe felt a little bit more frazzled. But I looked around and when it was my turn to, to talk about my day, I decided to talk about my moment 
that was a conscious decision and in that moment I could not think of anybody else's feelings I could I had the ability to I should say but I had to put myself first in that moment because these two opposing feelings were going against each other and I needed to get into the habit of addressing this head-on and honestly and quickly not letting it fester for days and days until I can't get it out of my head and so I said it I said exactly what I was feeling in the moment which was that I was not feeling good about being there that I felt better before I got to therapy and I explained why that there were a lot of people and this was overwhelming and that I didn't feel that I could be vulnerable with so many people in the room and this That alone would have been enough. Um, But there were two things that happened. Well, actually a few things. There were two triggering moments that happened. One of my peers in the class who has no filter, which is fine, that's their thing. But in an attempt to quote-unquote, provide advice, they are very tone deaf. And they went ahead and provided advice. Oh, just forget everybody and, you know, just focus on yourself and et cetera. And that was triggering for me because someone was dismissing my pain. And I always run into people who are dismissive of my pain, my uncomfortableness, For some reason, how I feel never seems to matter. It never seems to be as important. And that was very triggering. Very triggering, especially since it happened in a public setting. If it happened in a text or if it happened, you know, one-on-one, I don't think I would have had the same reaction. But that was very triggering. And if that wasn't enough, the therapist or the the group therapy leader of the group didn't seem to show compassion for me. And once again, this was about me. I There are times when I take other people's feelings into consideration. I'm, I have a sense of empathy, but I didn't sense any compassion or empathy towards me. It was more like, that's unfortunate, but this is the way it is. And that wasn't just how I saw it. A peer confirmed that later on in the day that that's what they took from that as well. Like pretty much, you know, that's that, that sucks. You are uncomfortable, but there's nothing we can do about it. That was how what they said made me feel. And that was triggering. That was very triggering um, for a variety of reasons. 
I I um as I work to improve my quality of life it includes standing up for myself and doing what's best for me and sometimes that means I need more help than the next person um, or I need to step away or something is triggering and what I'm not going to do is be uncomfortable in the one place that I should feel comfortable doing that which is therapy and I think that was a stance that I took to not cower but to say how I feel if I were to do that at any time it would be in that kind of environment I didn't do it on a bus I didn't do it on a plane I did it in therapy and I feel like expressing that was the right thing to do even though it was very uncomfortable very uncomfortable um those two things were very triggering i said some things that i i honestly don't even remember what my responses are other than that was my cue to shut down that i won't say anything because no one cares and i couldn't be more wrong after i said what i said other people in class and i think and to be fully honest others did make this same observation about the room being crowded just to be totally totally transparent i wasn't the only one that expressed that that there that day but the only one that expressed it in that way and as far as the how are you doing today portion of the day um but others spoke up and said how it made them feel and yet again the therapist echoed the same sentiment like you know hey things things don't always work out the way you want them to you know that's life and still in this triggered state why should i feel uncomfortable in this place where i'm coming for healing that's that's really what it was about for me and i think at some point i quote unquote gave up the fight and just said you know i'm just going to sit here and shut up because this obviously is worthless having this conversation and um the the therapist continued to the next person and continued to share about our day it was later on fast forward to um a break that we took and leading up to that break let me say you still had more people that had to share so that whole time i'm sitting there and now i'm practicing what i've always done in the past when i feel uncomfortable as i disassociate and i tune people out and i sit and ruminate and that's what i had been doing for several minutes and then when it was time for break i got up and 
as I was walking outside, one of my peers from, from the room, he said, hey, and he said my name, which actually really stuck out to me. He said, hey, thank you for saying what you said. And I was kind of in shock because even though people in class, they agreed, some, you know, some people expressed it, it still caught me off guard that he took the time to also address me personally. And it caught me off guard and I was like, oh, other people noticed. I don't, it's hard to explain. Like they, I noticed that they they obviously noticed when I did in class, but the fact that it, it was on a personal level, it was like, oh, they noticed the significance of me saying I'm uncomfortable. Hmm, interesting. And I took that and then someone else said it. And by the time break was over, I went to appear and all I could just do is stare. I was probably staring really weird, but I was just staring at her like in disbelief. Like, huh. And fast forward to at some point in in that that period of time, it was decided that the group should be split into two. And someone came in and announced that. And yet again, I stared at one of my peers in disbelief. And in some ways, kind of scared because this is a new thing for me to express myself. Are they angry? Am I going to get in trouble? Um, what's going to happen? I, I was in shock, but also just, I, I had a mix of emotions about that. And I just kept staring and they decided to split the group there's this little divider in the middle of the room that will physically split the room as well. They moved the tables. They, you know, pulled certain people over here and certain people over here. And everything was changing before my eyes. And I was just in disbelief. Once again, I was not the only one that said something but it was pretty clear to me after those personal you know statements from people like hey you know thanks for saying that it was very clear to me that what I said had some kind of impact and as someone who feels like my feelings are not valid my issues are small in comparison to others I was surprised. Um, and this is what, what I took from that experience. It was very literal and figurative at the same time that my words, that my words changed the room. It literally changed the room. And that was initially what I feared. That's what keeps me silent is I'm worried that 
what I will say will change things, but I never considered that it would be for the better. And that's something to have to consider moving forward. And it was just this validation that I needed that speaking up makes a difference. It's so cliche, but your voice does matter. And I, you know, I'm, I'm on this podcast and I do these episodes, but I started this podcast because I had no one to talk to or trust. Not because necessarily, um, you know, it, it was not because I thought what I had to say was important to anybody. It was simply because I needed to get it out and I didn't have people that I trusted to talk to or people to engage with or um, anyone to speak with me on that level. I feel like I've found that in some of my peers in therapy. But before that, no. And so this podcast stood as this way of saying, I guess I'll be my own best friend. I guess I'll be my own voice of reason. And so to see in real time something that I said change a room and for lack of a phrase what I thought was moving mountains was more like an anthill and I was so frightened and fearful of what my words would do it's such a contradiction that I was fearful of how powerful I could be yet felt powerless and felt as if what I had to say didn't matter. It's such a such a contradiction, but that's that's how it felt. And to see the see that it was a favorable response from my peers and to only focus on that. That was also huge as well because normally my focus would be on whatever leadership or whatever power structure there is and I would have focused on oh I need the therapist uncomfortable and they're gonna hate me and I did for the for some time I thought about that but after the affirmation came from my peers those feelings subsided after I got that affirmation from my peers that we're glad you spoke up and we feel the same way and now that things have changed, we feel better. It, it meant the world to me in that moment because this whole speaking up thing is very new to me. I have a lot of work to do in this area. It's a new quote unquote power that I'm utilizing and I'm able to utilize even better with the anxiety being way lower than it's ever been in my adult life. And so with that, I know I'm going to make some mistakes and I'm not going to get it right every time. But it was the affirmation of my peers that 
showed me that in this case, I got it right. And it reminded me of what one of my peers had said about water trickling down a mountain and forming these new you know, crevices. It reminded me of that, that it's going to take time and it's going to take repetition. But over time, I'll feel more and more comfortable speaking up for myself in the moment. That was another thing. I didn't, I didn't do it in a survey. I didn't talk about it on smoke break. I didn't, you know, gossip about it afterwards or, you know, it didn't, it didn't, you know, have to seep through a grapevine to get back to the therapist. I spoke up in the moment. Hey, I'm who I am and I'm uncomfortable right now. And I don't know what could be done about it, but I'm letting you know that I'm uncomfortable and that's not fair to me. That's essentially what it was about. And I feel like everyone has that power, but we're sometimes literally or figuratively, depending on your um, level of trauma or experience, we're sometimes beaten into submission. And this is not about necessarily rebellion or just, you know, being different for the sake of different. We know those people in our lives who they're just never happy and everything's always wrong. This is simply saying that your your needs, that your thoughts and your um, place in this world should be acknowledged and is important. And if you're uncomfortable or something's making you uncomfortable, you should be comfortable enough to speak up about it. That's essentially what it was about. And I could not have a better example than what I had in that moment to literally see tables being moved, chairs being moved, the room split in half. I saw literally a physical manifestation of my words. It wasn't the next day. It was right then in the moment. And I can't stress enough the affirmation, the power of affirmation to hear my peers support me, to compliment me and to in their own way, cheer me on, either publicly or in private, meant the world because I was very, very scared. As I said before, the level of anxiety at the time was um, steadily increasing. And I, I didn't want it to... I didn't, I didn't know what would happen. And I didn't want to internalize that. I'm, I'm getting so tired of internalizing the external. I'm getting so tired of, because it's cold outside, I have to be cold. 
what that experience taught me was I have the ability to shape my world just like the world has the ability to shape me. And I have to start utilizing that power, making those crevices on the mountain like the water does. That it, it, it literally shows me I have that power and how powerful it can be. And if I can change a room, I can change me and I can change something in my world. It was living and breathing, breathing proof of that, proof of that. And I could do it and not feel guilt. I heard some things um, throughout that interaction, throughout the changes. And that change may have not been favorable for everybody. But I spoke up for me. And that's what's important. And so I have to first worry about me. Everyone else comes second. I have to put myself first. And if my needs, meeting my needs helps others, that's great. That's simply a byproduct. But my needs come first. And I'm not going to spend another day suffering or being uncomfortable just to save face, just to make someone else happy. I did not go through what I went through to stay the same way. So that is all I will say for now. As always, thank you for listening.